Start over? No, we can start. We're start. I just hit record. Okay, so this I'm Emily, and this is my friend Monica. I mean, you guys, I've, you've heard me before. This is Monica. She's my friend. We actually did a whole podcast like last weekend, and none of it recorded. So we're doing it again. Heather is not with us tonight, but we're gonna have a good time. Miss you, Heather. Yeah, miss you. So that story you just told me, tell the whole thing over again. Okay. <laughs> So my grandpa was a champion of royal boxer. He can't his his mom. <laughs> I feel like we're like speeding through this. We're like okay, 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 okay. Let's his this. mom's <laughs> family because I had to go back and like look on the census to see like where these people were from, what their names were, like all the siblings. So this would be my great grandmother. So my paternal, so my dad's paternal family. They all from Grand Isle. And they, you know, eventually went to go to Meadow. Oyster farmers, just farm people, you know, probably lived on the land for free to farm the land. That's so fire. Bunch of sisters. And I saw the picture. And hey, and I guess they were French because half of them look white and half look black. Yeah. But the so my great-grandmother, she was like, I guess what you would call high yellow. Like fair, fair skin, but the kinky, kinky curly hair, you know? Yeah. Now her daughter, which is my grandmother... She looked, I got like a West Banker, just like tan skin, flowy hair, kind of, not, you know. But maybe they were Indian. I don't know. I really love. It's weird. Yeah. So my grandpa, somehow they wound up in a French Quarter. His mom moved from Golden Meadow with him. Remarried. He was adopted. He never knew who his real dad was. On her deathbed, she would not tell him. So we don't know if it was like maybe... I hate to say, like, maybe some incest shit. Like, we don't know. Oh, yeah. Because incest, I mean... A rape, yeah. Right. It could have been something like that. So, for it to not be said. That's weird. Right, right, right. why wouldn't you just say it? Unless it was someone prominent or something, but that wouldn't be the case, probably. Mm -hmm. No telling, because if they were prostitutes or God willing back in the day, you never know. Yeah. You had to get it how you could, you know? Yeah. So, he was 16-ish, and he started... He was overweight... And started working out at this boxing camp. This um, it's by Whitey's, and he's like very well known down here. This man Whitey, and I actually met his grandson on a cruise ship. Crazy, like I, think I know, all yeah, I feel like connected, heard that name like weird shit. Where's this boxing place at? Yeah, um, I would have to pull it up. It's, it's in somewhere a in a quarter. Yeah, oh, okay. Right by like there was a church too. I don't think the church is there anymore. The church would be right there. So every, so he go work out and he go pray every morning. Oh Lord. <laughs> but he, yeah, girl, like super Catholic, all of it. So, um, but he was also discriminated against down here because he looked black. Really? Like, and my grandma was Irish, like last name Finn Irish, like blonde hair, Irish Irish. And the priest told her, what's a pretty little Irish girl like you doing with a n-word like that <gasps> so oh yeah super oh racist God. for sure which i mean i don't i mean he could have been half black i don't know yeah we don't know we don't know so when he got i think 18 19 he was the box he was like top dog box and doing really well and they had a championship coming up they had two men ahead of him that was supposed to fight and somehow they got hurt well when he knew he was going to do the fight he called his mom and his mom said, all right, you have to go get on a plane right now. Go to Nevada. You're going to meet so-and-so. Who paid for this plane ticket and everything? Probably him. I think he was working. Okay. Shit. <laughs> go, I know, right? Go um, 
go get this Indian arrowhead, like a real Indian arrowhead. I don't even know what that would, I guess the like little. Like a specific one from Nevada. Was it from like a shop or a person no, had it? I think a dude had it. Oh, Lord. And okay. how she knew him, I have no clue. Okay. So, because right, low, we down in the bayou. How did they even communicate back in the day like that to call somebody up and get an Indian arrowhead? I no clue, because this is in the 60s. Well, yeah, I guess they did call on the phone, whatever. So, <laughs> he comes home, and she's like, all right, here's this potion. Take the arrowhead. I'm going to tell you what direction to face it, because you give an offering to Marie Laveau. You know, that's like a long, yeah. like everybody knows that, to go visit the grave. They leave, you know, Mardi Gras beads, a flower. Where is her grave? Her. Do you know? Oh, it's um off a of basin. Okay. But Bienville Projects used to be there. They okay. It used to be yeah, real yeah, yeah. good. Now they got rid of the projects after Katrina. They put and the streetcar. It's like they put the streetcar through there. Yes. Yeah. So now it's like super touristy. It's safe. Back in the day, like yeah. it was sketchy. Shit, that was only like ten years. That less than ten years ago, almost that it was, it was bad. Hood. Yeah. Like because remember, my mom worked in a quarter, and those kids would be, and she would walk toward the back of the quarter uh-huh. and kids would not kids but like tourists would be like oh we're going to Marie Laveau's grave and my mom would be like look you better be careful going right going walk back yeah. there yeah because the project the hood's right there like you're gonna get you're gonna get robbed right I mean the kids there looking for it they're opportunists you know what I'm saying if you if there's oh, yeah. one drunk person in a tourist at three in the yeah morning, they're gonna perfect. You, yeah I they're mean, gonna they're gonna want your wallet for sure. <laughs> They, whatever you got. Yeah. Watch, phones back then, you know. So, he t- she tells him, put, you know, put the arrowhead face in, I guess, whichever, north. I have no clue. Something tells me north. And hold the potion in your right hand and say the All Father. So, he's doing that. Now the All Father? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Well, very Catholic. Right? So, they're Catholic and voodoo? Mm-hmm. I have no, right. I don't know that aspect. That's so strange. That is strange. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. But they say, though, whatever prayer is closest to your heart, oh. that that's what, you know, is oh. best. It, with really? Any, it, with anything, yeah. Okay. So, he said he felt Maria Laveau. He's always on his knees now, praying, holding a potion, praying. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he felt her come behind him and put her hand on his shoulder. And he said any fear he had of fighting that man... Because Angelo Dundee was the manager and told him, you're probably not going to win. This is just, you know, just for exposure and just for the experience of doing it. Right. He said every ounce of fear left him and he knew he was going to win. And he went and he won the championship fight. That is wild. So he was world champion. Girl, world champion? World champion. Oh, my God. In 1964, I believe. So they said they had this old man my dad was talking to. And he was like, yeah, that fight was on in every bar. He said it was all black and white TVs back then. Yeah. And they said when he won, it was like someone won the Olympics. Yeah. it was like somebody from the quarter, right. you know, like going that, with yeah. that. Yeah. So then time goes on, and I did hear, I can't remember the dude's name. It's this old school mafia guy from um, New York, and he said they would fix they fixed it. You ever heard of that? How they fixed that Yankees game? Like that yeah. big upset or whatever? All yeah. oh, that's fixed by the mob. Oh, All yeah. of it. I'm sure. So my grandpa, two years later, is in Madison Square Garden about to do this fight. And they told the mafia approached him, I think, while he was down here. Because he was affiliated, not a lot. Like he didn't run with them like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
And, uh, or maybe he did and I just don't know, but I don't think so. Um, they told him, look, you need to lose this fight because the odds are, you know, whatever. Like they would win so much money. Right. Because my grandpa was a beast. He wasn't gonna, you know, even his record still, he's a monster. Yeah. And uh, he was like, no, I'm not doing that. Fuck y'all. You know, yeah. fuck that. Oh my God. So he gets out there praying with the priest, of course, before the fight. Uh-huh. And the priest says, here, I have, this is going to give you energy. This is going to help you. And it did the fucking opposite. The priest drugged him. <gasps> what? Yep. And he, and then the commentator, and I think they might have it on YouTube, one of his quotes, even on Wikipedia, is like, um, the commentator saying, do you know where you are? Because he looked out of it. He was not my right. Gosh. He was drugged. And he was like, yeah, I'm in Madison Square Garden getting my fucking ass whipped. Oh, my gosh. And he never fought again. What? Never fought again, bitch. Oh, my gosh. That is insane. Now. So. Go ahead. What were you going to say? So he, so Angelo Dundee was also Muhammad Ali's manager. Uh-huh. And Muhammad Ali actually learned how to box watching my grandfather and sparring with my grandfather. What? Supposedly, my grandpa was the one that told him to sting like a butterfly. I mean, float like a butterfly, uh. sting like a bee. Because the movements, you have to... You have to move quick, but you have to hit hard. Yeah. Now get this. Did I ever tell you how I met Mike Tyson? No. I never knew you even met Mike Girl, Tyson. Girl. Oh, we were partying in Vegas. This was <laughs> 2008. I was like two weeks pregnant. Didn't know it. None of the liquor tasted right. I couldn't get drunk out there for nothing. But my friends were partying hard. We end up at the strip club. I say it like that because it wasn't a real strip club. They were like go-go dancers uh-huh. with bathing suits on. So we walk in and we're like, yeah, girl. Get your workout on, you know, because they were up there dancing. Pretty little girls, whatever. Aww, yeah. Well, we had this VIP section. And, you know, we're different. The girls down here are different than yeah. anywhere else. We're anywhere we go on vacation, they know we're not from there. Yeah. Just by the way we dance. We dance like we have soul, rhythm, all yeah. of it. Someone said, Mike Tyson's here. And I'm like, oh, Lord, you know, whatever, no big deal. Well, of course, he makes his way over to us. So he's like, who's these girls, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, should I bring up my grandpa? I'll of course. I'm going to say. The conversation. Yeah, it's cool. It. And he was so nice. When I told him, girl, he lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. He's like, I used to have to watch all of your grandfather's fights. <gasps> oh, that's that so cool. That was part of my studying. But see, I love that. You got to bring like, your experiences up and like things you know because you never know what kind of connection you can make with another soul. Like it's not about ego or anything. Like it's just about like legitimate like right. trying to make connection with and someone. He, like, and I wanted him and my dad said it probably wouldn't matter, but kind of be a little more respectful as he would of anyone else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe if he knew that that's, yeah, was my grandpa, he wouldn't, you know, try and treat us like whores or something. Of course. You know? Yeah. You don't want to be treated that way. Right. Of course. Yeah. So, cause I mean, well, like, even just even making any kind of human connection or even making any kind of connection with someone, they're going to treat you better because you've made that connection. And, and you know what? And I loved it. Cause I was like, he'll always remember that. Yeah, you know, which for is sure. so cool. Yeah. So we're this is horrible, but it's funny. So we're leaving. So that was probably at like three in the morning. We leave this club. Now that we had a little interaction with him in that moment, and then he left. You know, because Brianna, really my best friend, she was not interested. She's she lived in New York for a long time. Was around a bunch of celebrities. She does not care who you are. No. Yeah. So he's probably used to chicks like swooning over him. You know. So we go to leave. It's like, I think, 7.30 in the morning. The sun's up. Uh-huh. We pretty much shut the club down. 
there's a limo out front with these two, like, I want to say, like, one dude was definitely in his 70s, and another one might have been 40s, and their suits look nice, and it was, I think, just us three girls and one guy, and he was, like, the older one. Oh. Mr. Tyson would like for y'all to accompany him back to the mansion, and we're slam drunk at this point. Brianna turns around and looks at them and says, who? I don't give a fuck who he is. He ain't biting my fucking ear off. <gasps> oh, no. Their jo- I watched. You know how when people say their jaws dropped? I watched them oh my pick God. their jaws up. <laughs> and then we left. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I wouldn't go over there either. Right. You know? And But then, like, okay, so the next That's summer, another Louisiana girl thing to do. Absolutely. They were not ready for them New Orleans girls. No. <laughs> so um, the next summer, Knocked Up came out. Oh, what? Yeah. Knocked up. Where they go to Mike Tyson's house with the tiger and all. Oh, that was, no, that was, uh, was that knocked up? No, that was, um, the wedding one. With... Uh-uh, it was knocked up. Knocked up? Yeah, because they take the mushrooms, they trip on acid, and they go see, um, or was it the wedding one? Yeah, it was the wedding one. The hangover? It was yeah, the hangover. hangover. Yeah, it was the hangover, you're right. Yeah. And, um, tattoo? So we see the mansion and we see the tiger and I left the theater and I text Brandon. I'm like, God damn it, we could have saw a tiger. And if he if he could have gotten me over there, it would have been by him saying he had a tiger in his house. Why? Just because who home would be able to pet a tiger. I guess, yeah. He's not going to let you pet the tiger, though, probably. If it was freshly fed. No, yeah. Well, if you, on that documentary, they, they make them like house cats. What? Oh, yeah. If they're fed and they know they're fed, now they'll get rough and get wild. But they'll love on you and shit. If they're yeah. tamed and they're interbred, like, like not bred from wild, um, you know, because they were probably once, your you know, cat could have once been from ferocious background. Of course. Well, you know what? I was re- I'm going to change the subject here, but uh, I was reading an article about cats and how they're mystical. And, like, Egyptians used to worship cats. Like, if your cat died, you were wearing your best clothes for your cats like mummification bullshit well they're like guardians of portals and shit huh yes and cats remember the reason cats are so catty (laughs) is because they are they were worshipped and they remember that oh so they're bougie yeah that's why they're so bougie girl well I think that I am like that too (laughs) no for real like I think I was once a cat really I'm from yeah because I love being scratched uh huh I like gnawing and biting. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think and so, And how too. they'll pacify themselves by, like, kind of like, um, as if they're suckling almost. But yeah, they do the, they and make they biscuits. they do the kneading. You like to make biscuits? I love making With my feet, I do that. I do I'm that, too, with to, my feet. Uh, uh-huh. It's like kneading, and I'm, with my hands, I'm constantly, uh-huh. like. Oh, I feel that, yeah. I was probably got to. I love being scratched and touch, and I will, like. And it's weird, like, if Frankie does something, I, like, randomly, like, hiss at her. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I was totally a cat in the past. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I mean, supposedly we've all been every, every being, like, we just take turns each lifetime being different things of consciousness and, like, getting different perspectives. I always thought it was, like, a growth thing. Like, you had to experience even down to, like, being an ant. Yeah. And then, okay, the next lifetime, you move up. Yeah. Move up as you learn lessons until you get to. Yeah, well, it would make sense if it was karma, 
but a lot of the podcasts I listen to now talk about how 5D isn't about karma. It's about everything is just one, like good and bad, right and wrong. None of that exists anymore. So like, but I, I don't know. I, I, my brain always tries to like put everything together and like make it like this um, synchronized like thing, like flow evenly. And it just, but I don't think it is that way. I think everything is just like whatever timeline you're like, whatever your reality is, like that's what it is yeah. for, for you at that time. But I don't know. It's, it's too deep to, for me to even, like, put into words. It's hard to really describe a lot of these Yeah, because you can know theories. it, feel it. But well, it, I understand. It's it... like I can understand. Like, if somebody tells me their theory about 5D and it's like there is no more black and white, good and bad, well, right and wrong. Well, what's the 5D? 5D like, we see so 3D. 3D is, it's not like a visual thing. It's actually like. The, like a veil? No. Okay. It's consciousness. Like. 3D is good and bad, right and wrong kind of thing. Like, so growing up, I could remember everything being good and bad, right and wrong. I never really questioned anything. But 4D was kind of like 2012. A lot of people had an awakening and realized that we've been lied to a lot about, like, about a lot of things. Um, and started asking questions and their mind opened up. So that was 4D. So we started seeing things not as black and white, not okay. like just that from this many angles we see in it from a lot more perspectives and then in 5d it's another jump that we've done and now we're seeing things from all other perspectives like um basically good and bad right and wrong doesn't exist because you your mind has evolved to the point where you you don't see things that way anymore Damn, I think this mushroom's kicking in, like, right now. But it's, it's cool. Yeah, perfect. But, um, no, you it's know not, what, you know it's not I... like a visual. It's like a, um, it's a, your consciousness has evolved is what 5D is. So, like, basically, if I'm having a conversation with my mom and she's talking about being a Christian and the Bible is the only way, that's 3D. Okay. 5D would be, you have the perspective, like, okay, Christianity is good for you and that works and you believe it. Awesome. I believe that. That is true for you. I believe personally that every religion is true for whoever, whoever the person is. Yeah. yeah. Like if you believe, if you're Hindu, if you're Jewish, like whatever you believe, that is right for you. Like, but I'm not going to say this is right and this is wrong. Right. That's how that's, I feel too. Yeah. That's not, that's not a. That would be exhausting. Yeah. That's not a, that's the five day, five D way of being that's why so many people are coming out and being like social justice warriors blah 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 you know a lot of people are starting to understand and wake up to that also like for instance i never really thought about it i was just kind of oblivious i guess but you know when you put yourself in other people's shoes you really see different perspectives you know what i mean but it's not just like looking at it from their perspective they need to look at your perspective like that's what 5d is okay everyone is consciously their conscious is so evolved that like none of that petty shit matters anymore we just see each other as beings and we see everything as resources and there's enough resources in the world for everyone to be fed and sheltered if we just helped each other but we have this extremely rich 
and then everyone else basically yeah so you know us being divided as the not rich doesn't serve any of us no you're right so that's what 5d is you want to know what i've always had a problem with what i have a lot of problems with the catholic religion i'll always be catholic mm-hmm. you know i just have that guilt in me but why couldn't they eat from the tree of knowledge why couldn't they be knowledgeable yeah that always weirded me out so what i don't even remember the story they what tree did they eat from from the tree of knowledge Okay. Because yeah. it gave them like, um, right. it, it made the, it made them mortal, I guess. Awake. Or, exactly. And it always irritated me. Okay. Because I'm like, well, well what, why couldn't. But, okay, go ahead. It just, I, I never, it, it really, it just, so she gets in trouble. She's not got a thing with that too. She gets in trouble for wanting to be knowledgeable. Well, the serpent, you know, coerced her, whatever. I think it's just the fact that they didn't do what God said. They didn't said. listen. True. But it's still the tree of knowledge. I don't know. No, they could eat from everything else but the tree of knowledge. That is so weird. So fucking weird. Hmm. So do you want to talk about vampires? I do. I've been on a kick. Yeah, do it. Let's do it. Do you think you ever encountered any working in a quarter? You worked in a quarter for a long time. Uh, they had several people when I worked at Rick's who had like fangs and stuff. But I mean, I didn't. Were they the fake who knows? But, I yeah. mean, if you're going to, if you live your life with fangs, I mean, I don't know. That's a, that's quite a commitment. <laughs> because, I know, right? Because when I asked my mom, because my mom's been working in a quarter since she was 18. Uh-huh. So, in the 80s. And loves vampires, everything about it. And But she was like, when I brought it up to her tonight, she was like, well, it's not the weird gothic ones. Yeah, because there's you definitely know? the emo shit going on. Right. And I was like, no, because... Allie is in contact with this medium. This is a, a friend of ours, a mutual friend we have. Love Allie. She's the greatest. She so lives sweet. in Lafayette, and she somehow came in contact with this medium. Now, this medium has solved murder cases uh-huh. like bad bitch. Well, for some reason, two years ago, she moved to New Orleans, like got an RV, okay. drove down here, and moved to New Orleans. So Allie asked her, I think, about, like, uh, reptilians and shit like that. But what stuck out to her the most is she asked about the vampires. And she was, and the woman said, yeah. She said, I could feel them watch me. Because supposedly, like, the real vampires, when you have psychic abilities and you have high energy and at high vibration, uh-huh. that's what they want. Like, your blood is even better. Uh-huh. Your energy, too. They take your energy and your blood. Uh-huh. And she says she can feel them watching her from above. Huh. So, there, and I saw this video on, like, one of those, like, you know, ghost hunters or whatever. And these tourists, these two women in their 50s, were walking down Royal by um, the St. Louis Cathedral. And they're like, look how beautiful the church is lit up at night. Like, being all the ladies, like, appreciating architecture and shit. Uh-huh. And they're like, what's that? And in the corner of the top of the building... There's someone standing there, and bitch, he he jumped off and flew away, and it's on camera. What? Yeah. Wait, did you see this? Yes, and I can't find the YouTube clip. I can't find any. I took it down. It was from, and, and the ladies were freaking out, like, "Oh my God, did you see that?" Because supposedly back in the day, those women that came on the boats, they called them coffin ladies or some shit. Uh-huh. Their luggage would be like this little coffin-looking thing. And they think that they brought them in 
huh. to New Orleans in in those coffin things. Insane. And if you look at the Ursuline, um, the building next to the church uh-huh. is like the Ursuline something. That was like the first. That's the old. I think Ursuline. No, yeah, Ursuline's the oldest. The first cat. The oldest school. Okay. I think that, that's where all the Ursuline nuns. I have a shit. bad vibe. I went to that school to look at it whenever you I did? was. Yes, and I just that the whole just the name everything just seems dark. The school. Yes. Supposedly they had vampires in that thing, and they would have to lock the windows at night. And if you look at the top windows, they have it to where it can close and be boarded up. Wow. Because the vampire to keep them inside because they would go trying to kill people late at night. Oh my god. Because they wake up and go feed. I believe in them. Well, yeah. I mean, if you believe in, um, so like one of the podcasts I listen to, she talks about how like we're eternal souls. Like we're eternal souls living in a temporary vessel. Vessel. But if we're eternal souls, then as long as we could keep this vessel going, essentially, then we could be a va- like that's basically because, what yeah, it is. You could live virus. forever. They had. Yeah, it's a virus. So if you could keep the vessel working, which, I mean, in theory, couldn't you keep it working by just like, you know what I mean? Like, in theory, it would work. Yeah. And if you believe in magic, like we do, I mean, if you're Mm -hmm. listening to this podcast, then you believe in some sort of like mystical whatever, then yeah, obviously. Totally. Yeah. But they have, so Interview with a Vampire. Mm -hmm. Remember that movie? Yeah. When was the last time you watched it? Probably been a while. Oh God, 20 years ago, probably. So I didn't realize that. The two main vampires, they were gay. They were lovers. Oh, yeah. And that vampires have, it, it, it's all about sex energy. It, there is no male-female. Yeah. None of that shit matters. It's just all about the sexual energy. Yeah. And they feed off of that, too. They don't need, like, just blood. That's crazy. And, um... Did you see, um, sorry to interrupt. Did no. you see the movie, what's the new movie that came out? The sequel to The Shining? Mm-mm. Oh, you didn't see it? It's so good. It's good. Um, Doc... Your boy's in it, Jack Nicholson. Doctor Sleep. No, no, Jack. No, he's not in it. It's uh his son. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. I, I heard about it. I it's didn't good. Watch it it's that's it's what good. it's all about, though. It's basically they don't. They're not framed as vampires, but they're framed as just people who steal children's. It's it has a lot of um. Q vibes, like if you know what Q is. Mm-hmm. You don't know what Q is? It's like basically this group of people, QAnon, who think... I've heard of that somehow. Yeah, they think that... Okay, I do believe that there is sex trafficking rings that the elite... Okay, not elite. We'll call them... Rich, powerful. Yeah, but... Well, it's... What did I call them? Um, Not predators. They're kind of predators. Predophiles? They are pedophiles. (laughs) Fuck. Give me two seconds. Parasites. Ah. We'll call them parasites. So there's sex trafficking rings, but I believe the parasites use that in rituals. They, you know, have sex with children as rituals for more power. Like, they do... It's magic. It's their magic spells. And they also extract this thing called adrenochrome uh-huh. from the children from it's secreted when fear fear yeah mm-hmm. but basically it was kind of a nod to that 
that movie has a lot oh, of that okay. going on. Um, but yeah, all that shit's fucking real. But I have watched a lot of documentaries about people who were in like satanic rituals and stuff like as children and they had been um, abused and they all have powers. Like oh. it gives you, it gives you powers whenever you're involved in that. Yeah. It's like well, a, the a chi- rebound. Well, the child, there was a one guy who was the victim of that and he got out of it and he was telling his story, but he was saying like they were, grooming him to become one of the most powerful people in the cult or group. What would you call it? Cult? Well, it's not really. Well, whatever it is. Satanic cult. That, yeah. That's what they refer to him as. Okay. Somebody was trying to ruin a girl's trip. And they're like, Satanism isn't all that bad. You know, and I'm like, no way. And they're like, yeah, I mean, they say you shouldn't feel guilty, which of course, you know, I feel guilty about everything when I count the guilt. You shouldn't feel guilty about, you know, those commandments or whatever. Like you can, you can, uh, and I'm like, no, if you look at it, you can like, oh, you can overindulge. And I'm like, no, you fucking can't. That is not okay. But in Satanism, they say that that's okay. Um, yes. Well, I think that there's a balance. It's supposed to be a balance. My theory in general is because 5D is like, there is no good, bad, right and wrong type of thing. Okay. And I'm like, how can that be if. If it's not okay for this to happen, why is 5D okay then? Like, why is it a good thing? Like, I don't, I didn't, I couldn't comprehend it. Maybe just be being raised in a 3D environment and just good, bad, right, and wrong type of thing. But think about it like this. Do you think the parasites are doing something wrong when they do that? They probably don't. No, they don't. They think that they're doing good. They wouldn't be doing it. Right. Um, it, it's sick. Like, it's fucking terrible. Um, because I think when you do anything against someone's will or like without their permission, you know what I'm saying? Like that's wrong, inherently wrong. Like you can't force someone to your will. Like that's, but I think I'm getting to a point here. Sorry guys, I'm tripping. Okay. So I think what it is, is in the beginning, there was like this split of masculine and feminine energy. And ever since this split it's been trying to get back to one another and mm-hmm. it's like um there everything's unbalanced and nothing is like there you can't too good is not good like you know what i mean like if you do too much of one thing it's not good yeah so it needs to be balanced and what your friend was probably the way she was seeing it is like yeah it's good to indul- indulge if you're going to go nuts if you don't. That's true. You know, and I start, but it's a balance. Like the girls the that, that are kept on on the lock and key all through high school go to college and while out. Exactly. Or them. like me during quarantine, like what, sitting at home every day, bored, can't go anywhere with a kid. What am I going to do? I'm going to become a raging alcoholic. And, right. No, I mean. And party all the time because I can't, like, I can't deal. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a balance, obviously. I think that's pretty much, it all comes back to that. But I think that everything's just imbalanced. And until that 
energy comes back together, which it probably won't ever. Now, like right now, they say we're waking up, but we go through periods of being awake and then we'll go through another 200 years of being asleep because we get bored with that. Mm -hmm. So we basically will exist for like 200 years. Like Atlantis was real, but that was like 200 years ago. And then whenever that crumbled, we went to sleep. And then it's been like another 200 years and now we're waking up again and we're going to be more um, conscious, you know, and 200 years later, we'll probably end up going back to sleep because we'll be bored with that. Yeah. Well, I was um, watching some show and they, they pull up these dinosaur bones like in Montana and all. I'm like, God, I wonder if we have dinosaur bones. No. Florida, Mississippi, like all of us southern states, uh-huh. none have ever been found. And Brian said it's because we were underwater. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, And I sense. never even thought of that. Just... Yeah. So what other land masses are, like, is it like a... I don't even know. I don't. I know nothing about Atlantis besides the fact that I'm fairly certain it existed because no, I've heard... too much about yeah. it. Yeah. I've researched... A lot of the things I researched talk about it, and that's just what I believe, so... Yeah, no, I believe it, too. I don't know anything about where it's supposed to be. We should Google it. Ipad. I think it was. Uh... And I gotta pee. We're gonna pause. Yeah, pause. It. We're gonna pause and research Atlantis. We'll be back. <laughs>